It's Tuesday, November 26th. I'm Martine Powers. This is an impeachment inquiry update from Post Reports. Was there a quid pro quo? The only agency represented in the meeting that... uh, Based on questions and statements I've heard, some of you on this committee appear to believe... With regard to the requested White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes. After weeks of public and private hearings, House investigators are preparing a report on everything they've learned so far in the impeachment inquiry. But at the same time, recent court rulings and separate investigations could complicate things even further. A federal judge ruled that the White House's former top lawyer, Don McGahn, has to talk to Congress, even though the White House has banned him from doing so. Amber Phillips is a political analyst for The Fix. This whole debate goes back to the Mueller report, and Special Counsel Robert Mueller indicated McGahn was present in some key conversations that could outline potential obstruction of justice related to the president and trying to undermine the Mueller report. So Democrats really wanted to talk to McGahn, who's no longer in the White House. They subpoenaed him, and McGahn decided to obey a White House ruling to not comply with any subpoenas whatsoever. The White House tried to argue that this is because he gets absolute immunity from sharing any client privileges with the president, even though he's not in the White House anymore. Democrats sued McGahn and took him to court over that, and they won. A federal district judge said this is an affront to the mechanism for curbing abuses of power that the framers carefully crafted for our protection. So she did not mince words that she thought McGahn needed to comply with the subpoena. The White House just can't ban anyone from talking to Congress. And so that ruling came out on Monday. And then how has the Justice Department responded to that? The Justice Department is appealing it, raising the question of whether this climbs all the way up to the Supreme Court. So then why is all of this important? With regards to impeachment, it's not a court case directly related to the impeachment inquiry. Democrats want to talk to McGahn over his involvement in the Mueller report, And they've kept the impeachment inquiry pretty narrow related to the president's pressure campaign on Ukraine. But impeachment has gotten wrapped up in this case in that this ruling could help Democrats compel more people to testify on Ukraine. People like President Trump's former national security advisor, John Bolton, or the acting White House chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney. The White House ban on talking to Congress applies to them, too, with the impeachment inquiry. And Democrats now have a federal judge ruling that you can't just blanketly ban these people from talking. So that could affect who we hear from in the future. But for now, this week, what are House investigators doing as part of the impeachment inquiry? Yeah, before this ruling, they thought that public impeachment hearings were done and they might still be done. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff sent a letter to lawmakers yesterday saying, we are now focused on writing a report of all the alleged wrongdoing we heard over the past month or two of private and public hearings. The plan is to come back from Thanksgiving, hand that to the House Judiciary Committee, and let that committee write up articles of impeachment against the president based on this report. So, Unless somebody like John Bolton comes forward quickly, Schiff has indicated that the committee isn't going to wait around for court cases to decide whether they can talk to Congress. What we're not prepared to do is wait months and months while the administration plays a game of rope-a-dope in an effort to try to stall. Uh, We're not willing to go down that road. And what's more, 
the evidence is already overwhelming. The, the remarkable thing about this, and we've done this with almost, well, literally no documentary production from the administration, is the facts are really not contested. So this report that's going to be given to the Judiciary Committee after Thanksgiving, do we know whether it will actually lay out a proposal for what articles of impeachment could look like? And do we have a sense of of what kinds of charges House Democrats are considering for the articles of impeachment? The report won't specifically say to the Judiciary Committee, you should impeach the president for X, Y, and Z, because that's the Judiciary Committee's role historically in this process is to come up with their own articles of impeachment. But it'll lay out a roadmap in all but name for the Judiciary Committee to pick out things that they could distill into articles of impeachment. And hearing Adam Schiff and Democrats talk over the past month or two, I think it's highly likely that they focus on some very broad articles of impeachment, like abuse of power. The president has used his office for his own personal gain, and in doing so, undermined the national security of the United States by withholding military assistance to the Ukraine to the benefit of the Russians. Just say the president tried to leverage his power to politicize diplomacy with the foreign government in order to help him benefit politically from that. That's an abuse of power. They also are strongly indicating that they might put down the same article of impeachment against Richard Nixon that Congress wrote up obstruction of justice. And that would be, Schiff has said, because the president has not allowed people like John Bolton or Mick Mulvaney or the State Department to comply with subpoenas to talk to Congress or give documents to Congress. So these are all things that that House Democrats are considering right now. But there's also this investigation that's going on with Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal attorney. What is happening with that? Yeah, so let's back up to October. If you recall, two of Giuliani's business associates got arrested and charged with campaign finance violations at an airport outside of Washington, D.C., We now are learning this week that federal prosecutors in that case are looking at Giuliani's consulting firm as part of that probe. The Washington Post and others have reported Monday into Tuesday that these prosecutors are considering a whole host of crimes, like failing to register as a foreign lobbyist, deactivating even destroying documents, more campaign finance violations. It's the clearest indication yet that prosecutors are looking at Giuliani's business ties and the legality of that. So this court case isn't directly related to the impeachment inquiry, but it involves all the figures in the impeachment inquiry. Giuliani, who every national security official and diplomat who testified to Congress over the past couple of weeks said was a key player in pushing Trump's agenda in Ukraine. And then the two people specifically under investigation are these two Soviet-born American businessmen. People have testified that They were working side by side with Giuliani to push these unsubstantiated allegations about the former ambassador, Marie Yovanovitch, that eventually got raised to Trump and got her ousted. And so you have these people who seem to be at the genesis of some of these allegations about Ukraine that eventually got Trump's attention and allegedly motivated him to politicize Ukraine policy being investigated by federal prosecutors. We don't know what what they find, um, but could it put pressure on some of these people to try to make a deal with prosecutors at the same time that Congress might want to talk to them? 
already one of these guys, Lev Parnas, uh, is out there with this lawyer saying, I know more information. Uh, he gave over thousands of pages of documents to Congress, and he's saying he really wants to talk right now. Um, it, just, it, it all just seems interconnected in a way that we might not be able to see in real time. But this court case feels very germane to the impeachment inquiry. So at the end of the day, the impeachment process is a political process. And what the public thinks about it does actually matter. So from when the impeachment inquiry was first launched to now, has there been a change in public opinion? And has there been a change in response to the public hearings and having these people, these central figures in the investigation, actually come on TV to tell their story to the American public? Yeah, that's a great question. I think arguably the most important question in the impeachment inquiry because public opinion affects how lawmakers are going to vote on whether to impeach Trump. When we started these hearings, it was split about 47-47 down the line of whether people thought Trump deserved to be impeached. We're still a little early on the public opinion side, but some early polls happening right as these impeachment hearings were wrapping up show America is still split. And surprise, by party, predictably. Particularly, I looked at a CNN poll that came out this past weekend, and they found just 10% of Republicans thought Trump deserved to be impeached and removed from office, while 86% of them, after most of these hearings were done, said they support the job Trump is doing. That is very instructive to Republican lawmakers. When this vote comes before the House, likely in December, I see no indication anyone is going to defect and vote to impeach the president, which is a remarkable display of political unity on their part. Amber Phillips is a political analyst for The Fix. That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening.